the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Just cause I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Ra-da-da. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy at. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents, aka Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcast's favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Trader's Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Murawski and a variety of other things through year two. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, like, the vibes of washer and dryer, they look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Hello. We've talked a lot. Let's get to the weekend. We'll start off with, I think it's, we've talked a lot. Let's get to the weekend. We'll start off with, I think it's under a little bit under the radar here, but the independent wrestling hall of fame. Oh man. I'm just going to go down this real quick for you. Please talk about it. Jerry Lynn will be inducted and by Sean Watman, X-Pac one, two, three kid homicide, <laughs> the godfather of independent wrestling inducted by Chris Dickinson. Dave Prezak will be there inducted by CM Punk. CM Punk's going to be here. Lefisto, Lenny Leonard abducting her. We got Ruckus inducted by Sanjay Dutt. And wow. I don't know who's inducting, but Tracy Smothers also who well-deserved will be inducted. Like yes, that's they, the lineup, man. They have not announced Tracy's inductor yet. I'm not sure if they will announce it or it'll just unfold on the air live and free on Fight TV as well as YouTube. But of course, if you want to join us in the room, it's at the Cutting Room, New York City, and tickets are still available on the Cutting Room website. It's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of love in the room just to be in the room with those legends as they speak from the heart, from the soul, and to be there in a world-class, world-famous venue. It's a really prestigious affair and so nice to be able to honor all those people you mentioned. We could go on for an entire series of shows about them and their contributions and what many of them have meant to us personally we wouldn't be here today without every one of those people Mm, thousand percent and i think it just really adds to this weekend too 
doing this in the honoring these guys and i think that's always been the way i mean even back in the day you know the wrestlemania is in the accesses and now the and the independent week it's just awesome when you see it just feels like a bigger event yeah and it's it's bigger than life and it's to honor people that are that are bigger than life you know what i mean and i think it's just so so important to do that because wrestling can obviously be a very hard business and there's a lot that goes into it and that's before you get into the social media side of things yes so I think anytime you could give people their flowers, give them their acknowledgments, their props, their respect for their contributions, because believe it or not, even the people that you think of as legends and icons and all these things, they are, but sometimes they need to really, they not even sometimes, they really need to know what they mean. It, it, it's that important. And, and it's special thanks to, it's not just Game Changer Wrestling putting on that Indie Wrestling Hall mm. of Fame, but it's our friends at Orange Crush Magazine and Paps Blue Ribbon. So hats off to them sincerely because it takes a village to pull something off of this magnitude. Yeah. And here we are. And I will, I am going to go, I'm going to read this card <laughs> quickly and, and try to, I'm going to get all these matches down here and we'll just talk about the card in general, but I want to get all these because I think this card is so fucking stacked. Insane. Yeah. Pre-show. Jack Cartwheel. Well, it's a it's a it's a kickoff. Oh, kickoff. Okay. Six-way scramble. Yeah. Jack Cartwheel, Dante Leon, Ninja Mac, Nick Wayne, Grim Reefer, Alex Zane. <laughs> it's insane. I love Nick Wayne. The son of Buddy Wayne has turned yeah. up too. I think that's again, you just don't know who's gonna show up. What a great kid Nick Wayne is. A top, top tier talent at an impossibly young age. And as humble and nice and kind to consider it as the day is long. It's an honor to know him and work alongside him and to just be in the room with him at this pivotal time in his career and and knowing the the multi-generational component of it. I'm a big fan of that. I love generations and dynasties and families in wrestling. To me, that that's always been a part of the magic. Worked families are fine, but shoot families and shoot bloodlines and dynasties have that extra. Yeah. extra kick you know because it's real absolutely i couldn't agree more matt cardona joey janella i love the way this was set up with the classic joey doing the miss elizabeth type photos and everything with chelsea green talk about two guys that, that really i think know how to build a match too oh man they to build a match and to deliver a match in both cases and, and joey janella has proven countless times that he can make magic he he's just a magician in the ring of that he's able to take performers of whether they're performers of different generations or eras of wrestling or whether they're the contemporary state-of-the-art wrestler you know it's been everyone from marty Jannetty to leo rush to pco to you know mm. all, all over the spectrum to scotty too hottie joey makes magic every time he's in the ring but i think this time the the magic is going to be a, a dark magic a, a, a very violent form of magic because you know, you saw what happened at, at Super Gabby's mm-hmm. <laughs> toy storage space or doll, dollhouse, whatever. The, I don't want to use the wrong terminology, but yeah, I, I just can't wait. And, you know, you have to be impressed with what, despite his despicable, he's like a, a, a super douche canoe. You know what I mean? Like just a king of the assholes, Matt Cardona, but he's so full of himself and everything, but there is some foundation to it, you know what I mean, in terms of what he's been able to do, in terms of reinventing himself, and then to step into the ring with Nick Gage to do what he did to endure that, and not just endure it, not just survive it, not just be able to come back from it, but to win, to to win the title, you know, albeit maybe under questionable circumstances. His run has been legendary, and he quit already, so I was very thankful that we didn't have to see him or them anymore, but now they're back. For one more time, the uh, only time, if you want to see 
the complete and utter destruction of the Cardona dynasty. Please tune in on Fight TV. Call your local cable provider or get it on Fight TV because I can't wait. I just can't wait for Joey to, to regulate on Matt Cardona. It's gone on for too long and it ends. It's over. Goodbye, Matt Cardona. I love it. I love it. You sound <laughs> so. I mean, this card's fucking stack. I look at the next match I see out here. I got Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> former WCW World Champion. Sure. Effie. I think this is going to be awesome for Effie more than anything. I think Effie's going to shine, and I'm super excited. This, but I am excited just to see how Jeff Jarrett at this stage of the game and everything. This is interesting. Jeffy versus Effie. We've seen a, a litany of stars across wrestling and even outside of wrestling become obsessed with Effie, seemingly enthralled with Effie. Uh, Matt Cardona went through a big time Effie obsession. And now we see here Jeff Jarrett, or as some say, Jeffy, is possibly on the same trail. But the thing is, it's very unclear to me what is motivating all this from Jeff Jarrett. You know, he showed up he brutally attacked Effie with a guitar. No words were spoken. He he repeated his actions against Alley Catch, and he's just extra disturbing the the nature of the dragging people around by their heads with this shattered guitar with all these splinters and the shit, the string ends all stabbing people in their face while this is happening. And I I don't understand why. I, you know I don't even want to speculate why. You know his. History and legacy in the business is, is well-documented and well-respected from the territory days on forward. You know, there's no Memphis wrestling without the Jarrett family. thousand percent. So uh, I, I don't know what it's all about, but I know that Effie is never been one to back down from a fight. Mm -hmm. And whether it's against Nick Gage, whether it's against members of the Second Gear crew, whether it's against Matt Cardona, it doesn't matter who you put against Effie. Effie is fine. And I think Jeff Jarrett's going to find out that while being a well-respected mind in pro wrestling, being a well-respected behind-the-scenes figure in pro wrestling, by being a top podcaster in pro wrestling, by being rumored to have all these new business uh, plans for the year in pro wrestling, none of that is equal to Effie's overall magnitude of greatness. So as great as Jeff Jarrett is, and he is great, don't get me wrong, I don't think Jeff Jarrett has ever seen anyone like Effie. And when that bell rings, I don't know that Jeff Jarrett's ready. Can't more, reason, more reason to buy it. <laughs> I love it. Guys, should probably check this out. I, there's a video somewhere online, too, hyping this next match that was just awesome. Alley Catch and Ruby Soho. This is good stuff, man. I mean, this is awesome women's match. Soho is doing great things in AEW. Alley Catch, I feel, is like one of the centerpieces of Game Changer Wrestling. 100%. I always say this. Alley Catch is the best unsigned wrestler in North America, and uh, I think we're very fortunate to have her and to have her up on top of the stage on the, the, main, the main show and to face someone that is a dream opponent for her but to do it on her terms in her house, you know, she's not going somewhere else to someone else's television or, or whatever, or somewhere. Ruby Soho is coming to the Hammerstein ballroom sold out before she was even announced. And she's going to go to war with Alley Catch, man. What a, if you guys haven't seen it, as well as the amazing promo, the Giancarlo or vignette short film that uh, Giancarlo put together for that uh, program. There's also an incredible post-match interview, if you want to call it that, or promo that Alley Catch cut on the microphone in Chicago that was absolutely like people had chills. It, it was just magnificent. And Ali's worked so hard for it, and she magnifies and exemplifies the spirit of GCW. She is a last outlaw. You know what I mean? Everyone is told they don't belong. They're not good enough. You're not, you're too much this. You're not enough that. Yet somehow, despite the critics and the cynics, Hammerstein Ballroom is sold out. 
call your local cable provider. <laughs> I love it. We're halfway through this card. I feel like this has kind of turned into we're just we're, we're pumping everything up, but fuck it. I love it, and you're willing to do it, so thank you. Fuck yeah. All right, next match, then. We're halfway through. Team Bandito, ASF, Bandito, Laredo Kid, Ares, Demonic Flamita, and Gringo Loco. <laughs> Man, Team Bandito versus Team Gringo. Bandito, of course, needs no introduction. His reign, some say his reign still continues as yeah. Ring of Honor World Champion. And, you know, to have your finger to the pulse of Lucha Libre, not, not many people have it more than Bandito. His in-ring work, in work is spectacular. The people he surrounds himself with is spectacular. And But his team has their hands full, certainly, because... Gringo Loco is no fucking joke. Gringo Loco, hands down, the most talented uh, luchador from this this side of the border, I think, that that's ever been. His magic in all the scrambles and in every other format of match he's ever been placed in in GCW, I think, speaks volumes. The base god is able to do things in the ring that no one should be able to do, and he's got his homies, too. So when you just think, I think of the legendary Mysterio and Juventud or Mysterio and Psychosis and all these legendary matches, whether it be at the ECW arena or on WCW Nitro that kind of showed the whole world what's possible with modern Lucha style. That's my prediction. And that's what I'm expecting out of that six person Lucha team based war. Absolutely. Fearless. All those guys are fearless. Next match. Be a little easier to preview, but I will say this as uh, we talked about a little, you know, off air being long wrestling fans. I was always a mark for surprises and mystery. And the Briscoes defending the game changer wrestle top against we don't even know. And, <laughs> okay, I, I want to see it. <laughs> I know it's like it's so compelling, and there's so much talent announced for the show that doesn't even have right. a match assigned yet. And then there's always the possibility of, but what else? Like, what if? Mm -hmm. The challengers aren't people that are part of what's been announced. You know what I mean? It's anything's possible. There's been a lot of talk online. I think there's several frontline candidates, and I, I don't think anyone – well, I was going to say no one loses anyway, but in a way the Briscoes could, you know what sure. I mean? Because when you don't know what, who you're facing, it's a lot harder to prepare for it. But I, the Briscoe, I sound like a broken record, but the Briscoes, is anyone better in tag team wrestling than the Briscoes right now? untouchable to be able to call their their matches in game changer wrestling yeah. to see and study their their work up close like that and the the respect that the fans and the other wrestlers have for them those guys are beyond next level man if they were born a decade or two earlier they would have been you know on top with the road warriors you know what i mean they're just like that day and the midnight express and the rock and roll express and everybody like they're just to me they're the best tag team in the world right now and I know other teams like FTR claim that, and in their mind or in their world, they might be. But a lot of people make a strong case for the second gear crew. You know what I mean? And they they're they're a unique force to be reckoned with. So anything's possible. Who knows what it might be? Yeah, that's one of the great selling points of this too. Again, we got to see. And it's not like we're not giving you an outstanding card. So you're getting right, right, right. That's whole... like just show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next match to me, this actually might be the match of the night in terms of just action, which is saying something since we talked about it. But the grab the brass ring ladder match: Jordan Oliver, PCO, Leo Rush, Alex Cologne. Tony Deppin and Jimmy Lloyd. I feel like all of those people have had like awesome 2021s. And yep. I, I, it's just so crazy. And the opportunity and what it represents any shot at any of the game changer wrestling championships at any time is what the holder of the brass ring then has access to. So when you think of that contrast of styles, you know what I mean? You have Jimmy Lloyd, the master of the scramble, who's not afraid to get more than down and dirty. Alex Cologne, the Mr. Three Pete himself. But 
has Alex Cologne ever faced a juggernaut like PCO? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? The French Canadian Frankenstein, that guy is, he's not human. He's a monster. You know what I mean? You add to that the technicality and, and sheer assholeness personified of Tony Deppin, the incredible high flying and, and everything that Leo Rush brings to the table. And it just goes on and on. I mean, that match is stacked, like absolutely, absolutely stacked. Yeah, this just and we got two more. This is just an insane card again. Jonathan Gresham defending that Ring of Honor title against Blake Christian. If you watched the last show, both these guys coming off big wins. I think this is another sleeper. Oh yeah, Blake Christian has I think has has been one of the greats for for a, a while now, and he's reemerged on the scene with a whole new level of of passion and and dedication. And it's like what he's delivering in the ring right now is it seems like superhuman. You know what I mean? Like he seems primed. He seems ready. He seems as, as strong as Gresham is as unfuckwithable as Gresham is on the mat. Christian, I think brings that to the game, but brings a whole other set of skills. And I think we're going to see a pure rules match, maybe amongst the likes of which we've never seen before, because the stakes are so amplified, not just for the prestigious title that's on the line, but the the platform and the audience and mm -hmm. what it means. You know what I mean? Like John Gresham, there's no way he wants to go back to Terminus and wants to go back to Ring of Honor without that belt. You know what I mean? And, and with all his various appearances and everything. And, and Blake Christian wants to show the world that he's the guy that's going to basically take the show. He's going to steal the show every single time. It doesn't matter where you slot him. It doesn't matter anything because Blake Christian's future is determined by Blake Christian and his abilities in the ring. There's no other uh, limitation on him anymore. So therefore I think it's, I think it's Blake Christian's night, but we'll find out. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good one. His ability, he's, he can do it everywhere. And that main event <laughs> coming <laughs> off the independent wrestling hall of fame induction homicide gets his shot at the game changer wrestling title against the returning John Moxley. <laughs> what could be said? John Moxley, one of the illest to ever do it. But then you want to talk about ill, a uh, fucking yeah. homicide, man. A led, it's two legends. It's two legends of, of independent wrestling. And, and obviously both of their work has far exceeded the scope of independent wrestling throughout their storied careers. But as two uh, like Mount Rushmore representations of independent wrestling, Moxley and Homicide, just a war for the ages, a dream match, a match I don't think you could really see anywhere else but GCW and how fitting to have it in that room on that platform and to have Mox back in wrestling with the title he never lost and Homicide went through a lot to get this opportunity so man the words main event made have never been more aptly applied mm -hmm. to this it's, it's going to be special for sure I'm sure Moxley wants to show and prove that he's still Moxley but uh Homicide I think wants that big win on the big platform and he wants to to win the, the biggest prize in the sport in his home city. You know what I mean? There's a lot of ingredients and a lot of potential for magic. There's a lot of potential for violence. So that's kind of really the ultimate formula, in my right. humble opinion. Great way to close the show. Absolutely. Well deserved main event. We've talked about a lot. We turned this into a countdown show at the end, but I think Yeah, hell yeah. Good. We'll rerun rerun it on Sat on Sunday before the pay-per-view. <laughs> Anytime, brother. Under the, a little bit under the radar here, but the Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Oh, man. I'm just going to go down this real quick for you. Please. We'll talk about it. Jerry Lynn will be inducted. And by Sean Watman, Xbox 123 Kid. 
Homicide, <laughs> the godfather of independent wrestling, inducted by Chris Dickinson. Dave Prezak will be there, inducted by CM Punk. CM Punk's going to be here. Lefisto, Lenny Leonard, inducting her. We got Ruckus, inducted by Sanjay Dutt. And wow, I don't know who's inducting, but Tracy Smothers, also who well deserved, will be inducted. Like, yes, they have a lineup, man. They have not announced Tracy's inductor yet. I'm not sure if they will announce it or it'll just unfold on the air live and free on Fight TV as well as YouTube. But of course, if you want to join us in the room, it's at the Cutting Room, New York City, and tickets are still available on the Cutting Room website. It's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of love in the room just to be in the room with those legends as they speak from the heart, from the soul, and to be there in a world-class, world-famous venue. It's a really prestigious affair and so nice to be able to honor all those people you mentioned. We could go on for an entire series of shows about them and their contributions and what many of them have meant to us personally we wouldn't be here today without every one of those people hmm. thousand percent and i think it just really adds to this weekend too doing this in the honor in these guys and I, I think that's always been the way i mean even back in the day you know the wrestlemanias and the accesses and now the an independent week it's just awesome when you see it just feels like a bigger event yeah, and it's it's bigger than life, and it's to honor people that are that are bigger than life. You know what I mean? And I think it's just so, so important to do that because wrestling can obviously be a very hard business, and there's a lot that goes into it, and that's before you get into the social media side of things. Yes. So I think anytime you could give people their flowers, give them their acknowledgments, their props, their respect for their contributions, because believe it or not, even the people that you think of as legends and icons and all these things, they are, but... Sometimes they need to really, they not even sometimes, they really need to know what they mean. It, it, it's that important. And, and it's special thanks to, it's not just Game Changer Wrestling putting on that Indie Wrestling Hall mm -hmm. of Fame, but it's our friends at Orange Crush Magazine and Paps Blue Ribbon. So hats off to them sincerely because it takes a village to pull something off of this magnitude. Yeah. And here we are. And I will, I am going to go, I'm going to read this card <laughs> quickly and, and try to, I'm going to get all these matches down here and we'll just talk about, the card in general, but I want to get all these because I think this card is so fucking stacked. Insane. Yeah. Pre-show. Jack Cartwheel. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kickoff. Oh, kickoff. Okay. Six-way scramble. Yeah. Jack Cartwheel, Dante Leon, Ninja Mac, Nick Wayne, Grim Reefer, Alex Zane. <laughs> it's insane. I love Nick Wayne. The son of Buddy Wayne has turned yeah. up too. I think that's, again, you just don't know who's going to show up. What a great kid Nick Wayne is. A top, top-tier talent at an impossibly young age. And as humble and nice and kind to consider it as the day is long. It's an honor to know him and work alongside him and to just be in the room with him at this pivotal time in his career and, and knowing the, the multi-generational component of it. I'm a big fan of that. I love generations and dynasties and families in wrestling. To me, that that's always been a part of the magic. Worked families are fine, but shoot families and shoot bloodlines and dynasties have that extra... Yeah. extra kick you know because it's re real absolutely i couldn't agree more matt cardona joey janela i love the way this was set up with the classic joey doing the miss elizabeth type photos and everything with chelsea green talk about two guys that really i think know how to build a match too oh man they to build a match and to deliver a match in both cases and, and joey janela has proven countless times that he can make magic he he's just a magician in the ring of that he's able to take performers of whether they're performers of different generations or eras of wrestling or whether they're the contemporary state-of-the-art wrestler you know it's been everyone from marty Jannetty to leo rush 
to PCO to, you know, mm. all, all over the spectrum to Scotty Too Hottie. Joey makes magic every time he's in the ring. But I think this time the, the magic is going to be a, a dark magic, a, a, a very violent form of magic because... You know, you saw what happened at, at Super Gabby's t- mm-hmm. toy storage space or doll dollhouse, whatever. The, I don't want to use the wrong terminology, but yeah, I, I just can't wait. And, you know, you have to be impressed with what, despite his despicable, he's like a, a, a super douche canoe. You know what I mean? Like just a king of the assholes, Matt Cardona, but he's so full of himself and everything. But there is some foundation to it. You know what I mean? In terms of what he's been able to do in terms of reinventing himself and then to step into the ring with Nick Gage to do what he did to endure that and not just endure it, not just survive it, not just be able to come back from it, but to win, to, to win the title, you know, albeit maybe under questionable circumstances. His run has been legendary and he quit already. So I was very thankful that we didn't have to see him or them anymore, but now they're back. For one more time, the only time, if you want to see the complete and utter destruction of the Cardona dynasty, please tune in on Fight TV. Call your local cable provider or get it on Fight TV because I can't wait. I just can't wait for Joey to to regulate on Matt Cardona. It's gone on for too long and it ends. It's over. Goodbye, Matt Cardona. I love it. I love it. You sound... So, I mean, this card's fucking stack. I look at the next match I see out here. I got Jeff Jarrett, former WCW World Champion. Sure. Effie. I think this is going to be awesome for Effie more than anything. I think Effie's going to shine, and I'm super excited. This, but I'm excited just to see how Jeff Jarrett, at this stage of the game, and everything. this is interesting. Jeffy versus Effie. We've seen a, a litany of stars across wrestling and even outside of wrestling become obsessed with Effie. Seemingly enthralled with Effie, uh, Matt Cardona went through a big time Effie obsession, and now we see here Jeff Jarrett, or as some say, Jeffy, is possibly on the same trail. But the thing is, it's very unclear to me what is motivating all this from Jeff Jarrett. You know, he showed up, he brutally attacked Effie with a guitar. No words were spoken. He he repeated his actions against Alley Catch, and he's just extra disturbing the. The nature of the dragging people around by their heads with this shattered guitar with all these splinters and the sh- the string ends all stabbing people in their face while this is happening. And I, I don't understand why. I, you know, I don't even want to speculate why. You know, his history and legacy in the business is, is well documented and well respected from the territory days on forward. You know, there's no Memphis wrestling without the Jarrett family. Thousand percent. So uh-huh. I, I don't know what it's all about, but I know that Effie is never been one to back down from a fight mm-hmm. and whether it's against nick gage whether it's against members of the second gear crew whether it's against matt cardona it doesn't matter who you put against effie effie is fine and i think jeff jarrett's going to find out that while being a well-respected mind in pro wrestling being a well-respected behind the scenes figure in pro wrestling by being a top podcaster in pro wrestling by being rumored to have all these new business uh, plans for the year in pro wrestling none of that is equal to Effie's overall magnitude of greatness. So as great as Jeff Jarrett is, and he is great, don't get me wrong, I don't think Jeff Jarrett has ever seen anyone like Effie. And when that bell rings, I don't know that Jeff Jarrett's ready. Can't more reason me. more reason to buy it. <laughs> I love it. Guys, should probably check this out. I, there's a video somewhere online, too, hyping this next match that was just awesome. Alley Catch and Ruby Soho. This is good stuff, man. I mean, this is awesome women's match. Soho is doing great things in AEW. Alley Catch, I feel, is like one of the 
centerpieces of game changer wrestling 100 percent. i always say this alley catch is the best unsigned wrestler in north america and uh i think we're very fortunate to have her and to have her up on top of the stage on the the main the main show and to face someone that is a dream opponent for her but to do it on her terms in her house you know she's not going somewhere else to someone else's television or or whatever or somewhere ruby soho is coming to the hammerstein ballroom sold out before she was even announced and she's going to go to war with alley catch man what a if you guys haven't seen it as well as the amazing promo the john carlo or vignette short film that Vin, uh john carlo put together for that uh program there's also an incredible post-match interview if you want to call it that or promo that alley catch cut on the microphone in chicago that was absolutely like people had chills it, it was just magnificent and ali's worked so hard for it and she magnifies and exemplifies the spirit of gcw she is the last outlaw you know what i mean everyone is told they don't belong they're not good enough you're not you're too much this you're not enough that yet somehow despite the critics and the cynics hammerstein ballroom is sold out call your local cable provider <laughs> i love it <laughs> We're halfway through this card. I feel like this has kind of turned into we're just we're, we're pumping everything up, but fuck it. I love it, and you're willing to do it, so thank you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, next match, then. We're halfway through. Team Bandito, ASF, Bandito, Laredo Kid, Ares, Demonic Flamita, and Gringo Loco. <laughs> Man, Team Bandito versus Team Gringo. Bandito, of course, needs no introduction. His reign, some say his reign still continues as yeah. Ring of Honor world champion. And, you know, to have your finger to the pulse of Lucha Libre, not not many people have it more than Bandito. His in-ring work, in work is spectacular. The people he surrounds himself with is spectacular. And But his team has their hands full, certainly, because Gringo Loco is no fucking joke. Gringo Loco, hands down, the most talented uh, luchador from this, this side of the border, I think, that that's ever been. His magic in all the scrambles and in every other format of match he's ever been placed in in GCW, I think, speaks volumes. The base god is able to do things in the ring that no one should be able to do. Mm -hmm. And he's got his homies, too. So when you just think, I think of the legendary Mysterio and Juventud or Mysterio and Psychosis and all these legendary matches, whether it be at the ECW Arena or on WCW Nitro that kind of showed the whole world what's possible with modern Lucha style. That's my prediction, and that's what I'm expecting out of that six-person Lucha team-based war. Absolutely. Fearless. All those guys are fearless. Next match, be a little easier to preview, but I will say this. As uh, we talked about a little you know, off-air being long wrestling fans, I was always a mark for surprises and mystery. And the Briscoes defending the Game Changer wrestler top against we don't even know. And, <laughs> okay, I, I want to see it. <laughs> I know. It's like it's so compelling. And there's so much talent announced for the show that doesn't even have right. a match assigned yet. And then there's always the possibility of, but what else? Like, what if mm -hmm. the challengers aren't people that are part of what's been announced? You know what I mean? It's anything's possible. There's been a lot of talk online. I think there's several frontline candidates and I, I don't think anyone lose well i was gonna say no one loses anyway but in a way the briscoes could you know what sure. i mean because when you don't know what who you're facing it's a lot harder to prepare for it but i the Briscoe, i sound like a broken record but the briscoes is anyone better in tag team wrestling than the briscoes right now untouchable to be able to call their their matches in game changer wrestling yeah. to see and study their their work up close like that and the the respect that the fans and the other wrestlers have for them, those guys are beyond next level, man. If they were 
born a decade or two earlier, they would have been, you know, on top with the road warriors. You know what I mean? They're just like that day and the midnight express and the rock and roll express and everybody like, they're just to me, they're the best tag team in the world right now. And I know other teams like FTR claim that and in their mind or in their world, they might be, but a lot of people make a strong case for the second gear crew. You know what I mean? And they, they're, they're a unique force to be reckoned with. So anything's possible. Who knows what it might be? Yeah. That's one of the great selling points of this too. Again, we've got to see, and it's not like we're not giving you an outstanding card. So you're getting right, right, right. That's whole- like just show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next match to me, this actually might be the match of the night in terms of just action, which is saying something since we talked about it, but the grab the brass ring ladder match, Jordan Oliver, PCO, Leo Rush, Alex Cologne, Tony Deppin and Jimmy Lloyd. I feel like all of those people have had like awesome 2021s. And yep. I, uh, it's just so crazy. And the opportunity and what it represents any shot at any of the game changer wrestling championships at any time is what the holder of the brass ring then has access to. So when you think of that contrast of styles, you know what I mean? You have Jimmy Lloyd, the master of the scramble, who's not afraid to get more than down and dirty. Alex Cologne, the Mr. Three Pete himself. But has Alex Cologne ever faced a juggernaut like PCO? Do you know what I mean? The French-Canadian Frankenstein? That guy is, he's not human. He's a monster. You know what I mean? You add to that the technicality and and sheer assholeness personified of Tony Deppin, the incredible high-flying and and everything that Leo Rush brings to the table. And it just goes on and on. I mean, that match is stacked, like absolutely, absolutely stacked. Yeah, this just and we got two more. This is just an insane card. Again, Jonathan Gresham defending that Ring of Honor title against Blake Christian. If you watched the last show, both these guys coming off big wins. I think this is another sleeper. Oh yeah, Blake Christian has I think has has been one of the greats for for a, a while now, and he's reemerged on the scene with a whole new level of of passion and and dedication, and it's like. What he's delivering in the ring right now is it seems like superhuman. You know what I mean? Like he seems primed. He seems ready. He seems as as strong as Gresham is, as unfuckwithable as Gresham is on the mat. Christian, I think, brings that to the game, but brings a whole other set of skills. And I think we're going to see a pure rules match, maybe amongst the likes of which we've never seen before because the stakes are so amplified not just for the prestigious title that's on the line but the the platform and the audience mm-hmm. and what it means you know what i mean like john gresham there's no way he wants to go back to terminus and wants to go back to ring of honor without that belt you know what i mean and, and with all his various appearances and everything and and blake christian wants to show the world that he's the guy that's gonna basically take the show he's gonna steal the show every single time it doesn't matter where you slot him it doesn't matter anything because Blake Christian's future is determined by Blake Christian and his abilities in the ring. There's no other uh, limitation on him anymore. So therefore, I think it's I think it's Blake Christian's night, but we'll find out. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good one. His ability, he's he can do it everywhere. And that main event <laughs> coming <laughs> off the Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame induction, Homicide gets his shot at the Game Changer Wrestling title against the returning John Moxley. <laughs> what can be said, John Moxley, one of the illest to ever do it. But then you want to talk about ill, a uh, fucking yeah. homicide, man. A led, it's two legends. It's two legends of, of independent wrestling. And, and obviously both of their work has far exceeded the scope of independent wrestling throughout their storied careers. But as two uh, like Mount Rushmore representations of independent wrestling, Moxley and Homicide, just a war for the ages, a dream match, a match I don't think you could really see anywhere else but 
GCW and how fitting to have it in that room on that platform and to have Mox back in wrestling with the title he never lost and Homicide went through a lot to get this opportunity so man the words main event made have never been more aptly applied mm-hmm. to this it's, it's going to be special for sure I'm sure Moxley wants to show and prove that he's still Moxley but uh Homicide I think wants that big win on the big platform and he wants to to win the the biggest prize in the sport in his home city. You know what I mean? There's a lot of ingredients and a lot of potential for magic. There's a lot of potential for violence. So that's kind of really the ultimate formula, in my humble opinion. Great way to close the show. Absolutely. Well deserved main event. We've talked about a lot. We turned this into a countdown show at the end, but Yeah, hell yeah. We'll rerun rerun it on sat on Sunday before the (laughs) pay-per-view. Anytime, brother. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on anchor.fm. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 